from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, it's Main Streets of Australia Week. In this episode, a second and closer look at the aims of the week which supports local businesses trading in main streets like the top of town in Ipswich. Ipswich City Council's Chief of Economic Development, Councillor Nicole Jonick, joins the show. It's Monday, May 15, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This year marks the second Main Streets of Australia Week, which is being held during Queensland Small Business Month. Its aim is to promote and support local retailers in main streets and town centres and to encourage people to shop local and support local businesses. Ipswich City Council's Economic and Industry Development Chairperson, Councillor Nicole Jonick, is excited about the Business Savvy Program, which is aimed at small business owners. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Councillor Jonick. Thank you, Alan, for having me. In the last episode, last week, I spoke with Liz Joldeski from Main Street Australia. Why is Council joining forces with this organisation? I think just to get um, some external knowledge uh, and help. You know, it's it's always good to hear from other professionals um, with a track record uh, for success doing things um, in similar towns to ours um, and, you know, it's it's always great to, you know, share that knowledge and learn things that you might never have been able to, you know, be privy to, I guess. So this is just another opportunity uh, that Council's helping our small businesses um, to expand some knowledge in that um, shopfront savvy um program that we've got coming up and that's through Main Street Australia. We're recording this the day before the big event which is on May 16. Four industry experts are coming to Ipswich. Can you tell us a bit about them and what skills they bring? So there's a lot of retail activation and obviously um, economic development development, but there's also like placemaking um, and marketing expertise. There has been some history in, in Geelong in placemaking as well, and we do have a few similarities. Um, there's a lot of heritage in Ipswich, but there is just things that, you know, even myself coming from small business and then helping a lot of other small businesses um, and then looking at some of these podcasts that these guys are doing and there's the um, they're talking about like omni channels and experience economies and um, it's just getting the up-to-date kind of you know savvy knowledge mm. that our businesses might be missing out on um, yeah it's exciting so is it purely for retail or business in general so this is for um, like the shopfront savvy campaign is for retail kind of, you know, walking down your, your main streets. And we, we've got a couple of, um, you know, precincts in Ipswich where we've got Springfield Central and then we've got um, the Ipswich CBD. So they're, they're very, very different um, and unique in themselves and they offer different experiences. And so it is focusing on, you know, what, 
uh, these operators can um, deliver on or make changes to. And it's all about networking as well, Alan. Like you can take so much from conversations with like-minded people. For local business owners listening to this after May 16, are there any follow-up seminars or online resources that they can plug into? Um, I, I believe that I'll definitely have a feature of this going through the Economic Development Committee, but there is also a plethora of resources through the uh, Main Street Australia website as well. I was just having a look and they had this lovelocallife.com.au website that it led me to and there's so many resources and podcasts and things that are really quite interesting. Councillor Johnick, if we can turn to Council's Economic Development Strategy 2023-2027, I know you've spoken about this a lot in committee and council meetings. It's a very large document and it's got some great data in there, including 11,500 new jobs by 2027. The strategy is more of a snapshot of where the city's at now and in the immediate future, what are the issues local businesses telling council that it can do better? Through the um, the build, I guess, of this strategy, uh, I was meeting with some of the stakeholders. Obviously, the the council officers were doing the the grunt of the work, but where I could, I was I was going out and meeting with them as well. And all different industries were telling us about um, the need for more accommodation, more rooms, whether that be coming from um, like manufacturing industry to defence um, to uh, hospitality. It was um, all-encompassing and, and I heard it loud and clear. So the, the support to get some more short-term accommodation um, up is through the implementation plan and that was the one priority for me, the first kind of cab off the rank. Um, the other one that rang true was our ability to be um, partners with investors instead of just um, regulators. So when an investor comes to a council and they ask certain questions and they're not allowed to do this but they can do that, with things that aren't fitting into our a planning scheme, perhaps we can come to them with alternatives and just be part of that conversation um, to assist um, is, you know, it's really simple. Mm. Would that be the kind of thing that would be discussed at uh, pre-lodgement meetings, for example? Exactly, exactly. Mm. But um, really just all coming around the table with all different experiences and actually sharing in uh, the vision and trying to help as much as possible as opposed to just, you know, really just taking that regulatory action. Ipswich has a, a number of large Uh, industrial estates or business estates and I think the most obvious one if you're going along the Ipswich motorway is the Red Bank Peninsula development by Goodman's and of course the most recent building is that huge Coles distribution centre. We've also got uh, Bundamba there on the Warrego and uh, Swan Bank's coming into its own as well. Are you hearing from potential investors still looking for large blocks of industrial land? Absolutely, absolutely. So having meetings um, every week and making connections for these investors and that's that's something that is really, really important when it comes to the um, economic development for our city and a lot of these things are confidential as well. But again, it's just about making those connections, um, putting people, you know, in the right direction to to you know, make smart choices and become contributors to the Ipswich landscape. So, you know, Carroll Park 
can't be disregarded here. It is a huge economic driver for um, the local government area of Ipswich as well. Um, but Red Bank Peninsula has gone great guns. A lot of world first or Australia first are happening right there. Mm. Um, and Bundamba as well. Uh, it's, you know, we are, we've got 42% of the southeast Queensland's available industrial um, and commercial space in the Ipswich area. Um, and we've got an affordable price point and we have great connections to um, transport and highways. There's a lot going for Ipswich and, um, you know, that message is getting out there. You mentioned Carroll Park just now. The recent valuations from the Valuer General would have sent a shiver down the spine of property owners in Carroll Park. This has been a long-term issue not created by the current council where rates are much higher than over the other side of the Logan Motorway in Wacol, which is Brisbane. What is council going to do to stop local businesses from going to the wall or leaving Ipswich? Some have been quite vocal about it. So Carroll Park, unfortunately, on that that border of Brisbane, it is a valuable commodity to Ipswich Council's um, rate calculations. But when Brisbane does its rate calculations, is at its extremities. So the value of that land to them is um, not as prevalent. So you get these instances right across different council areas in in Queensland and throughout Australia where you've got a border issue. I know that, um, so Tambourine, for instance, having that their value in the scenic rim compared to what their value would be on the opposite side in in the Gold Coast. These, These things happen and Unfortunately, if you try to manufacture a mechanism to try to alleviate, you're just going to push that border somewhere else, Alan. So it's very, very difficult. But council do have capping on top of our rates to try and smooth out that that process. The value of land there will always go up and it seems to go up in a 10-year cycle. And so the, the value goes up and then we smooth it with a capping and then it's just hit again for this next 10-year cycle. But it also means that the value of that land is, you know, is an asset to the people that own it. So when they don't go to sell it, that's, you know, that's a gain to them as well. So it's not all doom and gloom. Um, it's definitely not um, something that we have not looked at and I've paid close attention to this and you know the impacts that it can have on these businesses as well and do reach out if there's anyone listening who who wants to speak about it please please reach out to me um but it's definitely something that i have looked at in with great great um scrutiny being mid-may council would be deep involved in budget uh, preparations, in fact, probably getting to the pointy end of, of finalising the budgets and considering these massive spreadsheets, which uh, can project what a rate rise will impact on certain areas. So have you had a close look at Carroll Park? Um, I've been asking all of those questions, having a closer look, looking at what that impact is, what, you know, different running different scenarios, of course. Um, you know, you don't want to see anyone worse off and you don't want to un- unnecessarily inflict any financial burden on, on any business. We'll await with bated breath for the, uh, the budget to be handed down towards the uh, end of June. We'll leave it there, Councillor Nicole Jonick. Thank you so much for speaking with Ipswich today. Thank you for the chat, Alan. 
That's it for this episode. Just a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.